Hello, I'm Steve Turton. This is my Conversations with the Pope podcast. We've somehow managed to get a second episode together already. Like a young Frank Costanza of Festivus, Pope sounded keen to get some Easter grievances off his chest, so I wasn't going to get in his way. The sound quality is still a work in progress, but we've managed to record a decent hour of sports talk and gambling angles, even at a time when there's not much action on either front to speak of. Over the next 60 minutes, we gab about John Daly's gambling activity, following the recent re-airing of his documentary, Hit It Hard, and explore some of our own personal bet nightmares of the past. We talk Tiger King, gambling on the Antiques Roadshow, and getting terrible DIY haircuts during the pandemic. There's also a 25 to 1 horse tip and 40 to 1 NFL pick in our bet of the week section. Thanks again for listening. What's been going on since I last spoke to you? Can we get started, by the way? Yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah. Oh, come on, Steve. Sorry, Timbuk. I thought we were going to have an official start there. Timbuk, too, anyway. Happy Easter to you, mate. Hello, mate. All the best. Should have a good one? I did until we started trying to record this. Oh, yeah. Longest 45 minutes of my life, to be honest with you. Just don't get get our job. I asked you what you've been up to, mate, but it's... It's pretty obvious, really, isn't it? In lockdown, there's, there's not much you can really get up to, so... No. Was, uh, what, 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 yesterday, Easter dinner, just, just yourself, your mum and Peggy? Yeah, nah, but I mean, it, lad, it was meant to be Masters weekend, wasn't it, this weekend? Oh, really? It's the Masters, oh. wasn't it? Yeah, I think this weekend was Masters weekend, wasn't it? And it was, it was bringing up a lot of old memories from last year, like fucking Tiger Woods winning that one for me. Oh, um, nice. Kevin Kissner a couple of weeks before, and then you've gone, uh, you've gone back in on on, uh, on Tiger this year. I have, yeah. But what happens with them bets? I think the Masters is off now, isn't it? Till next year, they've shuffled the whole calendar about. By all accounts, I thought with the Masters, I thought that they were looking at rescheduling it for towards the end of this year. I think September, October time. Oh, so you're gonna That's get now. you're gonna get another Masters in are you this year? Is is that right? They're gonna do it at the end of the year. That's the last I'd heard, yeah, and it's something to do with, um, because something to do with the grass over there, and it, it's it's very similar in September and October to what it is in April, um, so I think that's part of the reasoning behind it, but yeah, I'm, I'm, the, the last I'd heard, which was probably last week, was they were looking at, yeah, just rescheduling it to September, October time, which is, if that's the case, then that'll be, uh, that'll be something to look forward to later this year, oh, anyway. Oh, happy day, so, so you go and ride the cup, and then... And then Masters, is that how they're going to do it? Or I think I, I, it makes sense to, to move the Ryder Cup till till next year. Although obviously, uh, who's the captain again? Sorry for uh, the for the European I'm team. I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure who got it. It's not. It's not. Oh, Harrington, yeah, Harrington no, again. Sort of digging his heels in, isn't he? And he's, I think he's doubled down again last week, saying if he has to just handpick the uh, the twelve players himself, then so be it. But yeah, he he doesn't uh, want to lose his. Uh, his moments in the uh, in the limelight, Alan Patrick, like so, he's he's quite convinced that it it should and it, and it will go ahead this year. But I think if if anything sort of sacrificing, if they can afford to to move anything, then I think it's probably the Ryder Cup to next year, which which probably makes makes more sense than than sort of having to cancel the Masters 
altogether. You'd rather them accommodate the Masters than than, uh, than, than sort of reschedule for next year. Like it's just weird, isn't it? It's weird. No, um, no, no sport over Easter is very, very strange. Usually, you've got your footy, Gary Max free kick. You know, some some classic. <laughs> Easter moments but, over the years, well, hasn't it? It's, 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 it's I'm at a point now, Steve, don't know yourself, where just, just purely out of boredom, I'm, I'm just trying to find ways to, to, to fill my time and, and, and fill my days as best I can, really. Um, to the point where I actually got the ways to shave all my hair off last week. <laughs> How did that go? Um, well, yeah, it's, well, there's, there's, there's two reasons why. Yeah, as I say, just, just out of boredom. And then secondly, just... just it, I was sort of getting into to Ketwick territory, which, which for a 35-year-old father or two is, is obviously never a good look. Um, Are you still taking so, yeah. Skype calls and that as well? Are you still doing video calls? I know you're, I know you're working from home, obviously, at the moment, but are you having to, uh, you having to jump on the line? No, not really, apart from when I'm, I'm doing training. Uh, most of it, when we use Skype, it just, just, just tends to be the voice uh, voice option on there. So, so no, not, not necessarily, but... In terms of, so basically, I got the clippers out. Um, just said to Louise, just said, "Come on, you're gonna have to shave me hair." So, so she, she actually suggested um, doing an eight all over at first, which was uh, an eight, an eight, yeah, which was which was quite funny and surprising, really, in equal measure, because I, I didn't even know such a, a high number existed on the clippers. <laughs> um, so, can you imagine having an eight all over? You may as well just be walking around with it. A stale loaf of uh, orange warbies on your head. That's a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong, mine's probably an eight at the moment. Mine doesn't grow much these days. It's a very much an Adam Sandler loafer that I'm sporting right now. <laughs> but an eight, so to go for an eight seems... I, I, mean, think, I think your hair would end up, uh, end up longer after you've shaved it. <laughs> with an eight. I, I, honestly, I didn't even know it existed. So anyway, that quickly got, got kiboshed. Um, so what we went for in the end is just a three all over. Yeah. Um, but what we didn't take into account was my hair's a bit shorter on top than what it is on the back and side. So, so basically, it's come out with my hair being slightly longer on the back and side so, than it was on top. So you've got a long back. You've got a long back and buzzed off, basically. That, but basically, yeah, I've literally been walking around the house like a silly old Lombardo all week. <laughs> That's not a good look for a 30-year-old. I mean, what, was he a 25-year-old man with that look? Well, who knows? Who knows? But he, he wore it better than me anyway. Um, the kids literally wouldn't come near me for the first two days. They were just looking at me from afar as if to say, who's this strange-looking imposter? What have you done with me, Dad? I've got to get a picture of you, Pope. You're going to have to take a selfie or something. I've got to see this this uh, long back and sides look you're rocking. Jesus Christ, that sounds... <laughs> Sounds incredible. <laughs> Sounds incredible. Johnny's going to do mine. Johnny's been threatening to do mine, but I'm a little bit. I think he's got a bit of the Sweeney Todd about him, John. Annie, it's not really a massive gamble for you because because one thing I was going to mention is the one positive to come out of all of this is, is is obviously it's easier easier to maintain and manage, I suppose, which mm. which you know about yourself with, mm. with not having much air, albeit yeah. not through choice. No, mine's very um, mine's very zazu at the moment. Very patchy at the back, like. Think what did you used to call um, Landon Donovan? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. And well, I noticed actually one of the last times I'd seen you when you'd had it quite short and it looked like you had a big ostrich egg in the nest. But um, yeah, yeah, not a great look. But I suppose you've you've, you've got a half decent beard to to mask the uh, what's going on up top at least. Well, you need and as well, you need a barber. You need a good barber to get that fade right, just to keep you keep you in the game a little bit. I'm still seeing a seeing Berto the barber like and he'll box you off. He'll but 
can't be done. You, you can't trust our John doing a fade, can you? Let's be honest. Well, this is it. This, 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 this is part of the, the, the issue we had, really, is Louise was talking about blending, blending Susan to threes, and mm. she's never done it before, so I, I didn't really want to take that risk. But mm. in hindsight, I, I would have really, because it's, it's not a fantastic look when you know, you're short and on top than what it is on the back and sides, but... Uh, we lose from our mistakes anyway, so... It's been hard, lad, hasn't it? We've been turning to the 30, to 30 for 30 docs, the ESPN documentaries, to kind of get a little sporting kick. Um, watched John Daly's one last night. Have you seen it, lad? It's hard. No, I haven't, you know, but I've, 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 I've read his autobiography and oh. I seem to remember... Um, I haven't got the best memory, to be honest with you, Steve, but uh, one thing that took from the... Uh, his book was, wasn't it during the last round at the British Open? He had a, a muffin on every hole, yeah. like a can of Diet Coke or something. I think he had 11 Diet Cokes on the, <laughs> in the last round of the Open. He, he was saying he, he's, never, he's never actually drunk um, alcohol on, on the tour while he's been playing on the tour. He's, he's played over a couple of times, obviously. But yeah. he, um, the one time he'd done it, he was free over. At the LA Open, I think nineteen ninety three, maybe ninety four, something like that. <laughs> I think you know where this is going, anyway. And I say that I've never drank in a golf tournament on a PGA Tour event. Never. I've been hungover. I might have been still drunk and and played from the night before, getting in at three or four or five in the morning. I do admit that, but I never had any alcohol on the golf course that I remember. Uh, except one time, and that was the LA Open. It was so slow, and I played the back nine first. I think I'm two or three over. I went in the locker room, that's for birdie, and down like five beers. You can tell by the walk. I think I shot 400 on the front nine. This I don't believe you should be able to do. To throw your ball in the gallery ahead of us. That is the only time I know that I ever drank during a round. And I played great. Played great that week. Finished strong. <laughs> So you think after that experience he'd be an advocate for it, really, wouldn't you? Well, I think this was his thing. This was always a part of his battle when he was sober and he wasn't playing well. Was I fucking hell? I'd be playing so much better here if I had a few bevies in me. If I was hungover, if I'd had a drink this week. So I think he's got to a place where he, I don't want to spoil it, the documentary if you haven't seen it, but he's got to a place where he's going to have a bevy here and there. You know, he's not going to okay. do the teetotal thing. And to be honest with you, the biggest character, this says a lot like as well, because, but the biggest character and the biggest line, the funniest comment was probably from his rehab buddy, a um, fella called Hollywood Henderson, Dallas, Car- Dallas Cowboys okay. linebacker. Um, he said on it, forget ISIS, how about Holly- Hollywood Henderson getting back on the crack, if you want to be scared. <laughs> Just a beast of a man, an absolute wild, wild beast. But he had to talk John Daly out of his out of his bevy and like, you know. That's how low that's how low he got. You are. So so he was his sponsor, was he? I think they were in rehab together. I don't think he was like his official sponsor, but I think you don't want Hollywood Anderson being your sponsor, do you, by the sounds of it? He looked like an absolute uh, he looked like an absolute madman. I'll send you some of his his sound clips. Absolute terror. But he played in that Cowboys team. You know, you've heard the lads talk about it, haven't you? That, that wild 80s, late 80s Cowboys team that were just nuts. 
Yeah, yeah. So was that before Michael Irvin, was it? Or was that when he was just sort of a rookie yeah, yeah. on the team type of thing? I don't I know. He was, I, he's had a few stories to tell, like... I know Michael he Irvin. He was a bit nicer, wasn't he, with Emmett Smith and uh, Troy Aikman and the likes? He was wild, but, but quite fit into our conversations. Pope David was going into Daly's gambling as well. Jesus Christ. One of his one of his schoolmates seen him put a hundred grand in a, in a in this one slot in one roulette machine. Sorry, no, no, it was a slot machine. It wasn't a roulette machine. A hundred grand he put in a in a slot I, machine. I'm not, I'm not having that. Hundred grand in one machine. So what in coins? Hundred thousand, yeah. Uh, well, however, you'll be, be there. You'll be there for three days. Well, however, you put a hundred. How do you put hundred thousand in? I don't know. It must have been. Credit, maybe? Yeah, you're the thoughts, yeah. You've just feeding it under... Feeding the Benjamins, probably, really. It's insane, isn't it? Lost it, like. Lost it all. Lost grand. Well, he lost, he lost all his money, didn't he? We never really had... I mean, we go to the casino to watch the NFL and whatnot, but none of us have really seemed to have the, the poker or the roulette bug, really, do we? Well, I did, didn't I, back in uh, college days, obviously, where we met. Um I don't know how much detail I can go into this, bearing in mind it's a podcast and certainly family members will be listening. But, uh, yeah, I, I seem to remember uh, I got a bit of inheritance and, uh, yeah, quite a bit of that went into the uh, roulette machine in the Labrooks on Allen Road. Uh, obviously, I can't discuss how much that was, but other than that, I think I sort of let me... Uh, they uh, mistake from that really, and, and I haven't gone back onto the machine since. Well, that's what you've got to do. You've got to learn your lesson from it. I don't think he gambles as much these days. And even that, what I was saying there about having those big wins, like around about this time last year, Kisner, and then the Tiger Roll, Tiger Woods double. But then I had the worst loss ever over Easter. The month later, I had an absolute meltdown. And I think. As was that not, on the 40, was it? Oh, it was just craziness, yeah. It was like two weeks. I had. Couple of anti-post bets go down. Napoli got knocked out the Europa League um, by Arsenal. That was like a that was a good each way bet that I thought we, we were at least going to get to the final on, and uh, it just unravelled from there. I had one of the worst. I give all that money back. Give all the kids the money back. Give the Tiger Woods money back. We're talking, we're talking. Me two biggest winners ever, and it all went back in like a week or so. The the, the next month, craziness like. But, but did you find though that that acted as a bit of an epiphany for you? Yeah, yeah, it was a good thing. It got me into meditation. It, it got me into working off like a strict weekly diary. I don't don't think I've ever been more controlled and and disciplined with with our gamble. You know, Popey. Yeah, I think so. Well, this is it. As long as you sort of you're learning from those mistakes, lad, that's the main thing, isn't it? I think I was put off. I was put off college, like you're saying there, though, in um, in sixth form college. You remember playing with the Chinese lads? Hardly spoke a word of the Queens. <laughs> we opted to. Uh, was that when we opted to miss uh, miss our math lessons for a uh, for a game of poker in the, uh, on the on, in the college canteen? Poker was very much taking precedence over the. Uh, over maths and, yeah, maths. Well, it's still mathematical, really, in its, in its own right, isn't it? So you could argue we were learning more from poker than, than what we would have done in any classroom with, uh, with Carmel. But do you remember that they used to insist on having that female dealer who, again, claimed she didn't speak a word of the Queen's. It was very, very <laughs> pidgin English. She had the greatest dealing hands ever. I think they were loaded decks, you know, we were playing against. I lost fucking lunch money. I don't know how many weeks on the bounce. So what are you saying? It was a bit of a racket they had going, like? I think something was up. They were, they, I think they were tech kids, weren't they? I think they were really... Either they were card counters, really good card yeah. counters, intelligence. But uh, all very, I know is... Very, very unassuming, really. But yeah, but yeah, they, they, they had our number. I think 
Evidently so, yeah. They took quite, quite, a, quite a lot of money off us, as I remember back in the day. How's your uh, How's your week been, Popey? Since we last spoke, I, I know it was the little fella's fourth birthday. Wanted how was that behind closed doors? All right. Yeah, I don't know. I was worried it'd be a bit of a non-event for him, really. Um, yeah. But uh, me and Louise had the fourth birthday party, and we thought we'd have a before the lockdown, so he's had plenty of presents to open in there. Obviously, with ECS today, he's had a load of eggs, and do you know what? It's the kids and the fairness to them. They've been they've been great. Jordan, Jordan, lockdown. So uh, yeah, no complaints. It's been very manageable so far. But uh, you've got to make your own fun, haven't you? We were having an um, honestly the first age for like a compulsive bet came yesterday. We started betting on the antiques roadshow last night. I, um, I, I, <laughs> In house, if you will. In house, yeah, between us, me yeah. and I, John, and I think uh, I'm starting to get a bit carried away. I want them to up it to hundred quids and that. <laughs> oh, okay. You got more disposable income than me then. Well, I just, I just think I've got a better eye for antiques. I think I had an edge on them. I think I was ready to hustle <laughs> them. Really. So we won then. Uh, it got broke up. It got broke up with a phone call, and someone had to feed the dog. He wasn't game, but there was weird. It was there was a weird matrix moment. We were gambling on it, and then one of the pieces was from a scouse sculptor called Arthur Dooley and it Brilliant. was it was called Bucky's Runner. How fucking odd's that? Freaked us out a bit. Okay, yeah. We were a little bit we were a little bit freaked, but it, yeah, I, that was that was a winner for me. I got I think it was six grand valuation on that. So yeah nice. I, I was leading at the time, it's just getting money out of our John. It's, well exactly it's like getting blood out of a stone. He's got, he's got a lot of previous in that respect really, hasn't he? So good luck with the, good luck with that project anyway. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on um, the backlash uh, in regards to Liverpool failing on the staff earlier earlier in the week last week? Yeah. What, were your, what were your thoughts on that? I just think it, it's not a good it's not a very good look when you're trying to get people on your side and you're trying to you're trying to get kind of sympathy for the situation with the league to do that. I seen Jamie Carragher was on um, Northwest tonight. Fucking by the way, Jamie, I don't remember him ever being like a mush. When he was playing for us, like muscle wise, he had not been... a lot of thought. Is he juiced up? Is he? Is he jacked? Well, I don't know if he's if he's bladdering the own workouts or he's he's took up porno on that fucking free premier premiership <laughs> membership giveaway or what? His arms, lad, veins popping out of his arms. Carragher, both sides. <laughs> Never known him for a for a beast like, did we back in the day? I'm not really paying too much attention to him, to be honest with you, Carragher, yeah, I don't know, take more leading, to be honest, I know obviously he's a little bit of a, a cult figure in, in recent history with Liverpool, but yeah, I don't know, he's just find him a little bit annoying, to be honest with you, but uh, he yeah, I, I didn't necessarily agree with the, the furlough, and I just thought the, the, the aesthetics of it all, really, especially going to a, a, a Tory government, the history of the city and, and, and the club in particular, for handouts, that, that's how it seemed to me, on the, on the surface at least, and then obviously it's not really what the fellow structure was set up for anyway. No. Uh, bit of a funny story though, I was in the local Iceland, so I think it was last Monday or Tuesday, just getting a few bits, uh, and I was at the checkout, and um, there's a little bit of a scally behind the till, yeah. I was speaking to the fella in front of me, uh, who he was serving, and he was, uh, he was buzzing off the fact, as an Everton fan, how Liverpool, according to him, had furlonged all of their staff. Um, so I couldn't figure out really whether that was just because he was part of the uneducated masses that are, that are Everton fans or, or whether he was a, a fellow racing enthusiast like yourself. Are you going in on the blue boys, are you? Yeah, going in on the fucking blues. <laughs> I think a lot of... 
know the few of the listeners lad, isn't it? I think a lot of the, I think a lot of people have been calling it Fairlong. Probably thought we'd signed Paul Fairlong, remember that big fucking unit? Jesus. Well, I, I don't know whether it, as I say, it was about uh, fellow racing enthusiasts, like, but I thought it was, uh, it was quite funny nonetheless. Yeah, what what goes on with, with, with that? What goes on with the likes of transfer windows and uh, has there been any talk on that? Contracts ending? How are they gonna you know, I think Adam Lallana's contract's up in the summer, say we're still not playing in the end of May. Do you, what happens, like? Is he still there? Does he get a short-term deal? What, what Have you read yeah, much on that? I don't really hear too much on that front, to be honest with you, Steve. But have, have you, has your stance changed much since the last time you spoke in terms of the outcome of the, of the Premier League, whether the season's going to be cancelled, whether we're going to finish the season, whether it's going to be cancelled or Liverpool are going to be awarded it now that there's precedent from... Obviously, what's happened in Belgium with Club Bruges? Have you given any more thoughts well, at we, all? Or well, we spoke. We spoke about Club Bruges, didn't we? And um, listening to the UEFA president, forget his name. He was talking last week, and he says that he cannot see a scenario where Liverpool, whatever happens, are not crowned champions. So that's got to be a positive. I, I still don't know. I still think we're a long way from our peak, England. I just think. Until we do a full-on Spain, France, Italy-style lockdown, I just think it's going to keep climbing and climbing up, really. So I don't know when we're meant to expect when football's going to start. So it could be a case of the league stopping. But then, I don't, as again, what we discussed last week, I don't know how you do the relegation and the promotion thing, lad. I just really don't know how you get your head around that, legally. I do, well, you say there you, you think we're, we're well off peak, as a, the peak rather of the virus as a, as a, as a country. But is it, are we meant to hit the peak middle of this week? Uh, it, again, it depends what sort of what stories you're reading in the press because there's loads out there. But I thought we were quite near to the peak. And then if you look at Spain today, as we record on the Monday, they're non-essential workers have gone back to work today, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the rest of the world's going to be going to be watching that closely to see if. That has an impact on obviously the uh, the infection rate and the death rate going back up, which it might do. So they're a guinea pig, really, in, in, in that in that respect. But um, I don't know. I, I, you know, obviously we we discussed it a few times. Um, I'm, I'm sort of still in on the uh, side of the caution. I, I don't know. I just at the same time, I'd, I'd be quite happy to win it by whatever means necessary. And, and at the start, as again, as we mentioned in the past. I thought, okay, it's going to massively take the shine off of winning in a, an empty stadium, which it will do. Let's be honest, but ultimately, as long as we win it, then that's that's all I'm really concerned about. Do you know what? I'll probably take a long drawn out legal battle at this stage and winning it on the steps of the European High Court in 2025. <laughs> if that's what it takes. It probably mean more if anything winning it that way. What a glorious victory that would be, Jesus! Oh, Christ. I imagine fantastic. Yeah, if that if that's what it takes, Steve, then then so be it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obviously, uh, from a fan point of view, from a, a betting point of view, I'll I'll take that all day. And if he's quite confident that he thinks the bookies will pay out uh, if you've backed Liverpool. Yeah, but I just don't know. I don't know. I, know. I don't trust 888, and that's who you've, you've got it with, haven't you, the best? I have, I have, yeah, yeah. And I've got a, I've got a mate who works there, so maybe I can get a little bit of inside... Inside knowledge, hopefully, and uh, speaking of inside knowledge, and I don't want to sound like Jacob Rees-Mogg or something, you're talking shares and making money at a time when, when, you know, we're in a pandemic, but William Hill's climbing up there, isn't he? We said it last week, get shares in William Hill. Yeah, I've gone in again, yeah, I've, I've basically, so I've, I've got a thousand shares now, but that's probably me cut off, to be honest with you. Mm. 
Um, so I've gone in again at reinvested at eighty five p a share, and then I've just reinvested again at one pound six. I think. Have you gone now. again? That's what it's at now. Uh, one oh six. Yeah. And I'll yeah. Just watch it sort of uh, watch how it plays out. But do you know what we we we, we touched on it last week? Um, I, I just don't see how you how you can't see it as a, as a good investment. No. If you just use comparative companies using Paddy Power as an example. Seventy-five pound a share. Did you have chance to look into that? Following on from our, our call last week, I just seen it. Yeah, yeah. Flutter Entertainment. I had a little look. Yeah, and it was uh, like you said, seventy odd quid a share. Massive company. I think they've got all over. Kind of, they got like bingos and whatnot, and online lotteries. I think that sort of stuff. But um, well, William Mills. Well, came about, Steve, sorry, how that came about was it was Paddy Power five years ago. They then merged with Betfair. Yeah. So using William Hill as for example, they've got the chance and the likelihood of them merging with, with Bethred. So yeah. that's a, a box ticked in that respect. And then once they've obviously merged with that particular company, they then bought two big online companies in the States. So say, for instance, hypothetically speaking, if William Hill do merge with, with, with Bethred later this year, next year, whatever, and a lot of the talk is that William Hill are best Positioned out of any of the bookmakers to take advantage of the American markets. Mm. I'm not saying it's going to get up to 75 pounds £75 a share, mate, but you, you, you've got to see it as a relatively, given the, the price they're at now, relatively sort of low risk, uh, high reward share, I think. So, uh, well, yeah, I, I think we're sitting pretty, to be honest with you. You went in at 55p, didn't you? I did, I did, 55, yeah, and you know what, I, I stuttered really, I was, I was weighing them up at 45p, 48p, but. It is what it is. It, it won't mean much if they go up. If they fly up, then you're not going to be asked about 10p or there on the on the share price, are you? So we'll see where they go. But it is just nice to have a bit of gambling interest at the moment. Even the long-term bets we discussed a little bit last week, there's just no way of even getting an angle on them or getting any excitement out of them. The, the basketball, the, the baseball no. ones we've got, it's just... It's all come to a halt, hasn't it? Obviously, I'm watching Trump every night, like, to be honest with you, and uh, I don't know. The more I watch him, I, I mean, it, it's a disaster, really, how he's dealt with it, I think, on the most part. I know he keeps telling everyone how, how good a jab we, we've done. over it's fantastic. Of course he does, but at the same time, his odds are shortening, you know, to, to, to win the election. Like, he went from, he drifted a little bit and he's back into four to five, five to six in some places. So, I'm, I'm almost looking, if I can, is to try and maybe get out of that bet because, you know what he's like, he's a slippery fuck, he can get out of anything. He's not Teflon Don for nothing, is he? <laughs> Uh, do you know what as well I know you were uh, I could see your angle when we discussed it about Biden and all that but he, again he's not the, not the best sort of uh, candidate I don't think I know he's, he's obviously got uh, got the support and he's got a relatively strong team in place with, 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 with certain previous Democratic front runners joining his, his team so to speak but mm-hmm. I, I don't know mate he's, he's not the most charismatic of, of people is he and I don't know I, I just think if it was someone I don't know with a bit more substance to them then I'd, I'd maybe buy into your bet a bit more, but it's, it's it's not one for me anyway. I think I think Trump gets re-elected, and uh, yeah, it's a close army of the past four more years. I'm starting four more to, years. Yeah, I'm starting to I'm starting to get a little bit worried about it. I was just convinced. I was convinced this was going to be the one that blows up. You know, he's he's battered away them all, Annie. Russia, Ukraine, yeah. um, Stormy Daniels, fucking hell. 
he's managed he's managed to knock them all away. I just thought this one, I thought he can't really pivot out of this, but I'm just listening to him. I'm listening to him blame governors, you know, if oh, if they don't want to lock it down, then it's you know, it's it's not on me sort of thing. He's obviously blaming China, as you as you oh, can imagine. Yeah. Um <laughs> Did you hear this one from the other day when the, when he was asked what metrics he's using in no. relation to the uh, to the sort of the the battle against the coronavirus? And he just pointed to his head, didn't he? These are all the metrics I need, or words to that effect, anyway. You say, sir, what metrics you will use to make that decision? Uh, the metrics right here. That's my metrics. That's all I can do. Very David Brent. I see. Which, it. which if you consider he's the uh, leader of the free world, like as funny as it is, it's a little bit. Uh, it's concerning. At the same time, like, it is. It? It's very concerning. I've seen him. I, I, I was watching them. I mean, I've been. I've been glued to it. As I say, it's one of the few active gambling interests I've got at the moment, and I've been glued to them. I've been watching like two hours a night. And I felt like I was getting a little bit hypnotised. I was like, wow, Christ, I've got to step back a bit here and not watch so much of this fella. But I was watching him one night defend this um, his head of the Navy, I think it was. And he'd accidentally, or maybe on purpose, he'd sent a letter out, to, a confidential letter to 28 people. Yeah. So they were kind of calling for his head, sort of, what are you going to do about it? And on the Tuesday night, he was defending him, really defending him. This, he's had a bad day, he was saying, you know, <laughs> we've all had bad days. He's, uh, he's a, been a great person, an outstanding person, giving it all this. Um, saying how good he, he used to run the air, he used to run the okay. helicopters. They used to call him Chapa, he was saying about this <laughs> And then during, during that press conference, either someone on his team alerted them or some one of the journalists, it, he was actually an Obama guy, this fella. He'd come over from the Obama administration. So he'd done a 180, did he? Mid-press mid, mid, mid conference? Completely. Well, well the, the next press conference, I think it was the Wednesday press conference the morning after... First question opens, can you tell me if you had any input in the resignation of the head of, your, head of the Navy? He's gone the next day, the fella. <laughs> should never have sent the letter. Brilliant. He shouldn't have sent the letter. I said he shouldn't have sent the letter. <laughs> <laughs> how's, your, how's, how's the Swedish general election bet looking, Steve? Is that a bit more positive for you? Like, I haven't, you, you know right, what? Off as well? I haven't really looked at the numbers. I haven't really looked at, at how Sweden's getting on. I think they're still, they're still very much... Not in isolation, aren't they? I don't think they've gone the, the lockdown route still. No, not at all. No, no. But they're, they're, they're obviously it's something that's affecting the country. Like I, I don't again, I haven't looked into it in too much detail. But I, I certainly know there's similar to the rest of the Europe and the world. Really, they're, they're still suffering with 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 deaths. I don't think it's too dissimilar to, mm. to other parts of Europe. So it doesn't necessarily seem to be working. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily make things worse if you use them as an example having not gone into lockdown compared to other countries who, who have really but it's it, a bit of a mad one like it, it, it. it's one of them bets it's one of them bets that I hope to lose to be honest with you Paul because you know you'd rather you'd rather the country gets away relatively unscathed like but I just if you're going to take that radical policy and then you've got to you've got to explain it you would feel like they'll call for an election someone they'll be calling for your head won't they you, you would imagine oh. You bet, to bet, you bet to win at the end of the day, you don't bet to lose, so that's that's never my mindset when I'm placing the bets, do you no. know what I mean? The, the sort of the well-being of, of, of well, a group of people, whether it's a size of a country or not, ultimately you're betting to win at the end of the day, so... I knew people... You should have a rethink before you bet, I... I knew people back in the day who used to bet, like Liverpool fans, who'd 
every single week back against the other team. So if they won, they were made up. Liverpool won. If they lost, then they made some money. Ah, just nuts. Could you be asked? Not for me. As I say, I bet to win. I, I, I don't. I don't very often win, as you know. But I, I, again, I like the chase. Uh, but I don't know, mate. Yeah, that's, that's that's not necessarily for me. That one, like. As just going back to the football, I was actually speaking to your your John, your brother. Yeah. Uh, when I seen him last, and uh, one of my mates is actually planning. Well, I mean, when it was obviously before the coronavirus hit, him and his mates are uh, planning an open top bus through uh, through Liverpool when we win the league with uh, like a, a replica Premier League trophy, which uh, which Peggy was. Uh, was going to get involved, involved on really, which I just think would be absolutely tremendous. Can you imagine it? So, so they're going to kind of like what in tandem with, with the other bus? Or? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I think that just the plan was, and I've managed to get myself in a, a spec on the bus, was to do an open top bus uh, through Liverpool when we were in the league, where I just any given Saturday uh, with the replica trophy, obviously all the uh, Liverpool songs blasting, all the veil, um, and yeah, just 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 through the streets of Liverpool. Uh, which, which wouldn't be for everyone. You obviously antagonised the, the blue half of the city, but but so be. I think it'd be absolutely brilliant, nonetheless. That is such an insane, insane <laughs> concept. Yeah. So Peggy's angle, obviously Peggy does does a lot, lot of freelance, doesn't he, for the Echo? So he was he was after a, a spec on the bus. So he wants to be uh, on the bus, camera, do a little bit of photography, and try and get us uh, in the Echo with it. I think it's an absolutely fantastic concept, to be honest with you. Who knows? We might never win the league again. I'm sure we will. I'm sure that won't be the case, but. If we do, why not? I just think it's absolutely brilliant. Honestly, I'm all over that. Wow, like. wow! So they're gonna take, they're gonna go on the bus as fans and basically pretend to be the players lifting. I'm not, not sure where I stand on this concept, Pope. You know this sounds. No, no, they're not pretending to be players. They're just literally doing their own open top bus tour through the city. With a replica trophy, but the kind of songs. Does it not kind of suggest? Does it not kind of suggest? You know, you you want the fans to celebrate you and whatnot. You you raising up a a fake trophy. I don't know where to start. It's massively controversial and it's hilarious and it's 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 unique. When have you ever heard of anything like that? I'm I'm all for it anyway. What about social distancing rules? And I've got my spec on the bus anyway, so I'll I'll be sure to send you some pictures anyway. Who's providing the bus? Has that all been tied up? Is it? Is yeah, it? yeah, they've got a contact. Yeah, yeah, it's all sorted. Apparently, yeah, they're just waiting for the green lights on the uh, on the on the date. But obviously, that'll be decided as and when this uh, this pandemic's over, anyway. So I'd, uh, I'd volunteer to be the driver, but I, I don't know if I told you. Me, um, unfortunately, me, me driving test got got cancelled in the in the current climate, and I know you were. Uh, you were quite mocking of the of the whole affair anyway, because I was doing an automatic test. I, I, I was going to say, well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, you'd use the word test quite loosely, really, in that scenario. It's it's not not so much a driving test, is it really? When it's when it's automatic, part of driving, I suppose, the biggest challenge in the driving is is, is the gear stick. So you can't really dress it up as a test. Uh, but yeah, so basically, you glorified driving lessons being. Been cancelled, has it, or just put back? It's been, been, it's been, it's been put back to June. Are, are you not accepting me as a driver if I pass an automatic test? Is that not? Well, you. <laughs> well, I'll be able to drive, won't I? Yet only automatic cars, but I'll at least be able to to get on the road and, and get from A to B, which is which is all I'm looking for. Yeah, not for me, mate. Yeah, as as say, just just be sure not to uh, offer me a ride anywhere, anyway. Be be embarrassed to be seen with you, to be honest with you. <laughs> 
when do you think you're going to be back on the road? When is your work going to... You're still working, aren't you, Pope Day today? Yeah, I'm training, aren't I? I've got the new starter, so we're into... we just completed week two of training. Our friend Avi, the high flyer, the... Uh... Multimedia. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, How's he he's doing really well, as, as you can imagine. And he's, he's shown me all these different platforms that he uses in order to generate new contacts. And I think it's safe to say that I've, I've probably learned more from him than what he's learned from me <laughs> during these first two weeks, which is which is a little bit disconcerting. How old is he? I think it was, uh, it was Steve Jobs who said that the key to success was to employ people who do the, who do the job better than you. So I think as, as the Steve Jobs is disposable packaging, then I think it's only right, really, that I uh, adopt the same mantra. How old's this man who you're leaning on for uh, for your workplace credits? He's, he's a young buck, isn't he? 22, yeah, but I've, I've mastered the art of delegation now as well, you see, so I'll just, just be, yeah, delegating everything to him, really, and taking the, uh, the praise for it. What sort of... Um, how's he impressing you now, obviously... I know he did with his original interview and his and his uh, presentation, but what's standing out? Is is he still? Is he a one trick pony? Was it, has he put all his all his talents into the interview, or are you feeling that this is going to be a prolonged, talented employer for you? Well, if, if, if you wanted them, to, if you want to go sort of down that route of comparing them to sort of thoroughbreds or whatever, or no, he's, he's a Kato star as opposed to a. A one-trick pony. He's uh, he's compiled a list, a spreadsheet already. He must be about a hundred companies on there, of, of companies who we've never dealt with before. And um, we were quite naively so. We were under the impression that we sort of supplied everyone, but according to Avi, at least that's not the case. Uh, might not have much depth or substance to the actual list until we start following the leads up. But uh, he's just using different different platforms, different software that that, that myself and my colleagues weren't even aware of in order to generate new leads. The leads that he is generating are with decision makers in these companies, director level, rather than just, just sort of going through purchasing. Uh, so as I say, yeah, very impressive. Uh, as I say, I don't think, I don't know how much he's learned from me, if, if anything, really, uh, which, yeah, a little bit worrying, but at the same time, I'm sort of mastering the arts of delegation as best I can, really, and the, the hope that I can just take the... Uh, the praise for everything he does. That's, that's the plan, at least. It's got to be. It's got to be concerning, though, lad. It's got to be concerning when someone, when someone new comes on the scene like that in your workplace, and he's and he's, he's showing you tricks of the trade. It, it must be. It must get you a little bit, little bit flappy, a little bit worried. No. Emasculating. As I say, if, if Steve Jobs uh, could be as, as, as humble enough to, to come up with that quote, then. Uh, yeah, as I say, I, I, I'll, I'll buy into that. I've, I've often been referred to as, you know, as the Steve Jobs of the disposable packaging. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to uh, to follow his lead in that respect. And, uh, yeah, what will be, will be. To lay down their guns Tell them that the tiger Needs a little bit of love Let them run the jungle let them roam their land Then stand back and marvel What a beautiful cat Cause I saw a tiger Now I understand well, I saw a tiger Tiger saw a man I can 
How are you entertaining yourself, Popey? How are you? Are you watching? Are you, have you gone box sets? Have you? We haven't spoke about. Have you done Tiger King? I've done Tiger King. Yeah, absolutely. Have you? Yeah, fucking hell. Cool. To be honest with you, I know my missus is self-isolating in London, and obviously we're missing socialising a bit, gambling, as you can tell here. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I'm missing Joe Exotic more than anything, more than any of them. To be honest with you. <laughs> Do you know what? It's uh, me and you listen to uh, an ESPN podcast, Dan Levitard show, don't yeah. And you know, Levitard and, and the team sorted thoughts on uh, on Tiger King. Loved it. So I actually listened to the Levitard podcast prior to watching Tiger King. Uh, so I've right. sort of gone in with, with, high, with high expectations. And if I'm being brutally honest, I was a little bit underwhelmed. Just mm. purely haven't gone in with these high expectations. Yeah. I don't feel as though they were met. It was good. Joe Exotic, you can't say enough about him in terms of the absolute character that he is. Uh, Doc Ansel again, just massive characters, but I don't know, I just think the storyline, right, as mad as it is, I think it's slightly overrated for, for what it was, to be to be totally honest. Yeah, it hasn't got the it hasn't got the making a murderer kind of twists and Fred and but I kinda of, I think that kind of summed up the sort of people he were in the environment. It was just kind of a little bit all over the shop, no? The uh, the storyline and where it went. What was this Jeff Lowe about, lad? Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just missing it. I'm missing his songs. I'm missing Joe Exotic's songs. I've got them on my Spotify playlists and that now. I'm, I think my well, not one Have you ever met Armin Vinny? No. I, I, yeah, you've said this. That he looks a bit like... That he looks a little bit like Vinny, doesn't he? Very, very much so, yeah. Just, just after, absolutely double of him. To the point where... I watched Tiger King on my own. My missus didn't watch it with me, and I was watching an episode. I can't remember what episode it was, and she walked into the living room, and the first thing she said, she looked at the telly, and she went, oh, my God, it's Vinny. And I just saw And that was something I thought, anyway, as soon as it sort of clashed eyes on him, really. So, uh, I think we've all I think we've all got a mate who's, who's a little bit Joe Exotic, haven't we? Uh, we do. I mean, I'm not saying we've all got mates who are trying to turn straight fellas into meth-addicted... <laughs> Homosexual husbands, like I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure while sporting, while sporting mullets and uh, and sequence shirts. I just thought there was enough, though. There was enough to to class it as a great Netflix series, though. Probably the run for governor. Imagine having your money down on Joe Exotic in the. Uh, was it Oklahoma <laughs> governor run? Oh my because god! That, that, that's that's that, that's the maddest thing about it. He, he, he went for governor of was it Oklahoma or wherever it was was based. Was it was it Oklahoma or Arkansas somewhere? I can't, I can't remember where it was based. Do you think like any of these uh, any of these political races or, or political elections? You start off with about ten ten candidates before you separate the wheat from the shaft. Yeah, and then for him to come third. Yeah. In a, in, a, in, a, in a governor election speaks volumes. I think really as to the uh, as charismatic as charismatic as he is, and just how mad the people of America are generally. To be honest with you, what did he grab? Did he grab about nineteen percent of of the vote or something silly? Seventeen yeah, percent. Yeah, he was certainly knocking on knocking on twenty percent. He was. Uh, yeah, no. It, again, it's it's just purely from a, a character standpoint. It's got to go down as a fantastic series. But I got again. I just gone in. If I, if I hadn't listened to Levitard prior to, to, to watching it, then I'd probably have a, a higher opinion of it. But I went in with these high expectations yeah. and I felt as though they weren't quite met. But um, let's just talk about his attire for one minute, mate. It's insane. You've got, you've got the denim, always rocking denim jeans 
and then you've got like the Steve, the song called Steve Austin Knee Brace, and then you've got some sort of sequence shirt, a blonde-eyed mullet, and then like a trucker's cap. Inc- yeah. Incredible attire, really, when exactly. you think about it. It is, it is. I've seen our John in um, quite similar rig out a, a few <laughs> times over the years, to be honest with you. But it was, and I know what you're saying, I think because so many people have been indoors and it's been so pivotal to people's watching, it broke the Netflix record, didn't it? I think it's the most weeks, number one, of any of the Netflix shows. Well, so outside of the times, there's anything else, really, just the current climate, so everyone's watching Netflix, aren't they? Everyone so it, it dropped from a sort of a market standpoint, they've, they've, they've Unbeknownst to them, probably, that the perfect time to launch it, really, haven't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And his fame and his reputation and his legacy is going to be so enhanced because he's been on at a time when everyone's indoors watching Netflix. It's just mad, isn't it? And he, he's been sand back there though like that. I can't believe he's saying um, what 20 years for, for a little bit of what can, can only be perceived in my eyes at least as banter a journalist asked for a uh, pardon didn't he did you see that asked Donald Trump for a pardon that, that's one of the press conference I was watching last week um, Trump will probably consider it won't he he said he's going to look into it I'm going to look into that <laughs> One of the biggest rating hits um, of the coronavirus, aside from these briefings, has been a show on Netflix called uh, Tiger King. Yeah. And uh, the man who's the star of this is a former zoo owner who's serving a 22-year prison sentence. Uh, he's asking you for a pardon, saying he was unfairly convicted. Um, your son yesterday jokingly said that uh, you know he was going to advocate for it. And I was wondering if you've seen the show and if you have any thoughts on uh, pardoning uh, Joe Exotic. Which son? It must be Don. It, it I had a feeling it was Don. Is that what he said? I don't know. I know nothing about it. He has 22 years for what? What did he do? He allegedly hired someone to murder an animal rights activist, but he said that he didn't do that. And he was. You think he didn't do it? Are you on his side? Uh, well, I, I'm are you, are you recommending sides, a pardon? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not advocating anything. As a reporter, you're not allowed to do that. You'd be criticized by these. Would you recommend a pardon? I'm not weighing in on time. I don't game. think you would. I don't think you would. Go ahead. Do you have a question? I'll take a look. Is that Joe Exotic? That's Joe Exotic. He's not seen the show, apparently. Tiger King. But he dismissed it. No, he's going to look into it. Apparently, Trump's going to look into it. Like so, I don't know. But yeah, that's been us. Really, it's been it's been thirty for thirty docs. I have got a Sky Planner, absolutely chocked full of them. The Daryl Strawberry one. Um, good Red Sox Yankees. What did there's all sorts. We I watched. I told you, I watched the Miami U doc. Did I? Did you manage to track it down yourself, Pope online? No, as you can imagine, mate, all the time becomes a precious commodity when you've got two young kids. So the only real telly we have a chance to watch is of an evening when the kids have gone to bed. So what we just started watching is Ozark, uh, which is pretty good, only a couple of episodes in. Um, We've also, or I've been watching Lily Hammer as well. Yeah, you know, I've got to do this, you know. I, I watched this a while. It's Silvio in the snow, isn't it, basically? It is, brilliant. Really, again, just it's you can't take it too serious. No. It's, if you're going in with expectations of Sopranos, then you, you'll be massively disappointed. It's just a, it's an easy watch. It's a bit white-hearted, but it is, it's a decent watch at the same time. So I've just watched, started season two. Ted got me into it, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, I've been watching that on my own. And then 
yeah, a little bit of we started Ozark only last night, but watched two episodes of it. So I'll try and get round to the thirty thirties as and when I do. Have you got one that you'd recommend uh, me to start with? You're I, talking the Miami U one, but the Miami, I think the Miami U one. The show. Yeah, the Miami U one. John Daly's great. There's a few. I've got to crack through a few myself. I've got a Ricky Williams one. Run, Ricky, run. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's a few good ones. One of the things that stood out with the Miami U-Doc was how little um, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh, featured in it. I mean, we, oh, really? we were always told that he was this great college footballer. Yeah. Seen his face once on the sidelines, celebrating a, a touchdown from, from <laughs> someone else like Finding his mum, I think, to the to the camera. Do you think that the, the uh, WWF have kind of hammed hammed that up there as talents? Well, evidently so, by the sounds of it. Yeah, I, I would have thought. Yeah, the the, the uh, University of Miami would be uh, celebrating um, the Rock or Dwayne Johnson, whatever you want to call him. Um, but yeah, it doesn't sound as though that's the case, does it? So he's. Uh, yeah, it might have been the case. Do you know what, though? It, it wouldn't surprise me if he was overrated um, as, a, as, a, as a college footballer. Because I certainly think he was an overrated wrestler. And now we got a lot of the sort of the limelight and mid-90s and late-90s, early-2000s, when I suppose we used to watch the wrestling. But I, I was always a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, mate. Yeah. I was never on board with The Rock, you know. No. Very overrated. Worst finishing move in wrestling history, the people's elbow. Yeah, elbow. it wasn't a great one. Elbow, like. No, it was a mess, wasn't it? The rock bottom was up there. I thought the rock bottom was quite uh, explosive, but... No, yeah. just a glorified chokeslam for me. I'd rather yeah, the Undertaker chokeslam than the, uh, than the rock bottom, and then what, the people's elbow. Uh, no, not for me. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he was uh, yeah, pretty useless on the football field. I was I mean, very... Just, just glorified it, really. I'll have to have a look yeah. into his stats. I was very, very surprised that he didn't feature. He wasn't a talking head. There was no mention of him, even when... I think he was a defensive player, wasn't he? The Rock. God knows, to be honest with you. Again, he's, 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 I'll tell you what, he's got a HBO series out of it. Out of his, uh, this is what I mean. College exploits. This is what I mean, yeah. Always, yeah. And, and, and again, in that, he's, he's obviously playing the character of Spencer Sutton or another, where he's a Hall of Fame American football, like, I'm smelling all the fake bullshit artists by the sound of it. Yeah, Brahma bullshit. I'm smelling some Brahma bullshit there, I think, to be honest with you. It's, uh, the mock. It's not so much the rock, more so the mock, I think, yeah. The croc. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, but, yeah, I'm going to have to uh, start wrapping up in a minute. Yeah, go ahead, lad. Let's get out of here. Um, have you got any bets for us? I think we should I think we should end these calls with a, with a bet of the week. Um, you got any bets for us? So, just to keep the listeners intrigued, because I don't think they're going to be wanting to, uh, to tune in just to listen to us. Have a gab every week, to we, be honest with you. So we got, need to try and give hmm. them some, some angles, some bet angles, some info. We're on scraps though, aren't we? We're working on scraps at the moment, like to, to, as I say, to be... Uh, to be launching a betting podcast at the moment and a sporting podcast is <laughs> it's quite slim pickings, like, isn't it? Well, well let's, let's be honest. We, we, we've always been a little bit controversial, haven't we? So uh, you could argue there's no better time to launch a, a sporting uh, betting podcast. <laughs> well, there'll, there'll certainly not, not be anyone else doing it at the same time. I suppose that, that's that's one thing we can we can look at. What have you got your eye on? So what I've got for um, this week for my best bet, obviously an anti-post, um, and our old mate Wesley Ward who we've obviously had a few touches on oh yeah in Royal Scott over the years with undrafted I think a few years ago oh, in the uh, Diamond Jubilee what a horse. and then in more recent times Lady Aurelia yeah but last couple of seasons his, his raiding party is over to Ascot it's been more 
quantity over quality, as you know, and, and that resulted in. I don't think he had a winner last year. In, in fact, I'm, I'm convinced he, he didn't have struggled, a winner well, last yeah, year. He struggled. But what his best performing um, horse at last year's meeting was, I don't know whether you remember it, in the Queen Mary Stakes, which he always does all right in anyway, a uh, horse called Kamari, which was uh, come second to, I think, Raffle Prize at the tour. The tour. He was on board, I think, for Mark Johnson. But I don't know whether you remember the conditions from Ascot last year. It was an absolute slog. Uh, and literally just, just went down by a head uh, at the finish to, to the Tory. Uh, but in comparison to the way the rest of his horses were running that week, I don't think he had another horse place, to be honest with you. Uh, so he had quite a few horses go over. So anyway, uh, long story short, um, he's already said he's, he's going to be a little bit more selective with the horses he brings over this year yeah. uh, and revert back to type. Uh, because initially when he used to bring horses over at Scott, he'd only, only bring half a dozen or so horses that, that would genuinely have good chances and would more more than often hit the frame or, or win at decent prices. So um, he's got Kamari coming back. Uh, well, depending on, obviously, there's a little bit of elements of risk with this because with it being an anti-post, if Royal Ascot doesn't go ahead, then it's going to be a lost bet. Yeah. So you wouldn't go too bad on it. Plus, you don't know also what the restrictions are going to be in place with horses coming over from America. Um, so there is, there's an element of risk with it. But what he has said is if, if Ascot goes ahead, which the plan is for it to go ahead behind closed doors, and if you can get his horse, oh, horses over okay, that Kamari will go for the Commonwealth Cup. Um, over six furlongs. Okay. Uh, you can get it at 25 to 1. Yeah. So I think the fact that he's had a, well, certainly last year was, was a poor ascot for his standards at least. I think he's starting to get a bit of value again with his, with his runners at ascot mm. like he used to do in, in years gone by. Uh, he's had some big, big price winners over the years. Um, so anyway, this Kamari last weekend had her prep run. Uh, and it was on a dirt track, and it was pretty sloppy. The conditions it was, it was wet, um, and it was—I uh, think it was a sort of a, a graded race over in America. Uh, she won quite cosily, but but she was hampered in running, and she come flying home. And um, after that, he said the plan was the Commonwealth Cup. Um, but its run prior to that was the end of last season, and it came fourth in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. Um, and just watch that race back if you get a chance. Okay. It comes fourth, but it literally goes from last last to fourth, and it only loses by about two lengths. But turning around the bend, or just before the bend, before home, it must be about 20 lengths off the pace. So the amount of, of, of yards, it, it, it's all... It's got loads in the tank, up. yeah, to finish. So I, I just think, yeah, all right, there's an element of risk. We'll, we'll ask Scott go ahead for one. And well, two. Hope to, but to be honest with you, yeah. Coming over, 25 to one, I'll have a little go each way. So well, well to be honest with you, though, Pope, I, I think you should either reach out and, and ask, your, ask your bookie there, who have you put it on with? Uh, Victor, twenty fives. Perfect. Victor. What? How many places is he giving you? Three, four. Everyone, everyone's just three. Yeah, fifty in the odds. First three. All, I, all bookmakers. I'd have a look into that, you know, because I don't think, I think if Ascot's off for coronavirus, I don't think that's uh, usual anti-post rules. That you know, if the meeting's off, I think the better return. Surely, it's not like your horse. It's not like the race has been run and your horse yeah. has not been entered. It's yeah. it's like an abandonment, isn't it? So I think, don't quote me, but I think it'd definitely be worth looking into, because 
that doesn't seem right to take some to take someone's money if it's still a pandemic no. that stopped the the meeting going yeah. ahead. He's all made. They're absolute mercenaries, aren't they? So yeah, yeah, but it is. It's uh, it's worth certainly asking the question. But funny enough, it's it's there's a bit of blue. I'm on a sort of an odds comparison site now. And there's a bit of blue on its uh, its price, which obviously means it's being backed. Yeah. So it's it's, it's as short as sixteens with a couple of firms now. So uh, I definitely definitely think there's value in that. It's quite a stacked race this year, the Commonwealth Cup, but. Uh, I don't know. I just 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 based on what I've seen and and what he's saying, which which you can always take with a pinch of salt, really, because you know he 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 rates every one of his horses he brings over usually. But I think there's something to the fact that he didn't have any winners last year, and he has said that he's going to be a bit more selective with his uh, with his rating parties. So, yeah, twenty five to one Commonwealth Cup Kamari for me. Good. We'll have a look at that. We'll have a little dabble, and I think you'll get your money back. If the meeting isn't on, my pick is um, it's NFL. Which I've, are we going to get NFL on this year? I don't know. It's still I very. Oh so. yeah, come on. Season doesn't start till September. I'd, I'd like to think that the season will go ahead as as normal. Do you think? Probably. I hope so, Popey. I mean, did they did they cancel the remote draft? That they were going to do a draft from their own, weren't they? Has that been shelved for now? Hasn't it? People were scared of the uh, the equipment getting set up. Apparently, some of the executives and I'm sure Bill O'Brien wouldn't have been asked about it you know but <laughs> the last I heard was Goodell was, was saying the draft goes ahead as uh, as normal but okay. I can't see that being the case Okay, but yeah, I don't think it's an official line though otherwise to be honest with you I think the last I've heard don't quote me on this but, but just just as I say that the last update I got on it was, was that the, the draft was still going ahead as planned but okay okay I mean don't get me wrong this bit same thing again. If the season doesn't start, it doesn't really matter. But just Nick Foles going to Chicago, I think it's not actually my pick. It's Arnicky's pick. He spotted it, and we'll have Arnicky on. Uh, he'll join us up at some point because he, he has some great inside. He, he, he has some great knowledge, doesn't he? Just oh, brilliant, very good. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to get him on. Definitely, he'll uh, he'll definitely find some uh, some angles, anti post or, or otherwise. Yeah. Well, the so. angle he's found here is, is Nick Foles on the comeback player of the year market. Now, your favourite is uh, Ben Roethlisberger, which. I mean, I think he can have a good season. I thought the Steelers were really unlucky not to make the playoffs last year on the third quarterback. At times, yeah. um, they lost a I lot of so. they lost a lot of star quality, and they were still right in there. Really, got some big <laughs> results, had some stupid losses at the same time. Um, so, Roethlisberger is your favourite at shortest five to two. Obviously, he only played. Was it one game last season? Was it the Patriots game? He got injured in and. And came out. I think so. Yeah, I think sure. That go five to two on 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 a market where there's there's usually quite a few few players in contention. That's I don't know. Seems a bit well. He's had, too for me though. He's had a terrible. Don't get me wrong. You can get fours on Rafflesberger. Um, but okay. by the same token, Nick Foles is coming back. He won a Super Bowl two seasons ago. Okay, didn't work out in Jacksonville. Obviously, the muzzy went ahead of him, didn't he? Gardner Minshew kind of took cult status down there, and I think it was uh, it well, was right, never so early. You've got to give him that. It was never going to work out for Falls after that. I don't think after such a big contract, and uh, so he's gone to Chicago. And yeah. I mean, like you're saying there, the difference in price. Now, it's as I say, it's it's all the credit credit to Nicky for spotting this. But he's forty to one with eight 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 sports and uni better be the comeback player of the, of the year. He's going to be wow. starting quarterback. Um, yeah, I think at first they announced that, it, that it, they were going to stick with Trubisky. Um, who? Chi- not. No, Chicago fans have been trying to get him out of there for 
the ladder hole of last season and he said they were going to stand That's by him. Yeah, he's been an absolute disaster. Yeah, just, just, he's terrible. Yeah. He's, terrible. he's terrible. So Foles, I mean, Foles is, he's pretty much six to one everywhere else. Betfair, Skybet, oh. Paddy Power, Sixers, 13 to two Betway. Um, 40 to one is still standing out there to be the comeback player of the year. I think if he gets, it's a tough division, isn't it? Vikings, yeah. um, Vikings Green Bay, isn't it? Chicago's division. NFC, yeah, it's, it's stacked, as you know, yeah. You've got the Saints, you've got, um, yeah, Green Bay, Minnesota. But it, 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 the, the actual, that price is based on his regular season performance, so that doesn't factor in the playoffs, really. It is, so but you'd think, you'd, think, bearing, you'd think Chicago have got to get to the playoffs, though, wouldn't you? Obviously, they've got to get yeah, to the playoffs. Yeah, but that, that seems to me, though, that there's too much of a disparity in price there between 40 to 1 to, to the general 6 to 1 price he is. It's Do you know right? No, yeah, it's right. I've I've backed it myself, Popey. I got forty to one earlier in the week. It's still showing there. Um, so, Nick Foles, comeback player of the year next year, NFL forty to one. Uh, there's no other. There's no other real prices that are that far out on it. Um, Antonio Brown seven to one in some places, twenties in other places. Obviously, because we don't know if he is going to come back. Um, no chance. No chance. Just, just he's lost. A lot of the sort of the, the, the goodwill he'd, he'd built up just purely based on his, his reputation as a generational wide receiver, really, over the years. But I think everything that went on off the field over the last two years and certainly last year, I don't think anyone would vote for him, even if he was the standout, to be honest with you. Some you of his behaviour, mate, off the, off the field. Mm. So I, I'd write him off straight away. Mm. I think Rafflesberg is too short of five to two. Cam Newton's in there. Of his career. So you don't know how he's going to come back from injury. Um, so a 40 to 1 yeah, certainly value in that it's a good dabble I think have a dabble on it Popey and then you've got a little bit of interest over that side for a small stake you can support the Chicago Bears without um, without having to dig in too deep and back them to win the division or the conference you know get on the 40 to 1 that the quarterback's going to have a good season and you might you might just get it you might just get a, a few quid or at least a run for your money Cam Newton's in there as well you never know where he turns up if he turns up in New England, like the kind of hinting some people are saying that Belichick might take him. Um, he's fourteen to one in some places and fives in some places, so that's quite a big, a big difference. But that's the standout value wise. Nick Foles, Chicago, Chicago Bears, comeback player of the year. I think that's my one. Yeah, I think I'll uh, I think I'll get stuck into that myself. Have a dabble. So, uh, Sounds good. All right, Popey, I'm going to back your horse right now, lad. As soon as I get off this uh, off this phone, and uh, I'll yeah. ca- I will catch you up next week, eh? Okay, ten book two. Always a pleasure. And I'll, right, uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you soon. Say hello to Lou and the boys for us now. I'll hopefully catch them in person soon, eh? Yeah, will do. All right, bud. Take it easy. Take it easy, mate. Tarano. Bye, bye, bye. Uh, I learned from a real good friend, Thomas Henderson. He came in where I was doing my rehab and did just one hell of a speech. Football is gone, the money is gone, the money, the property, prestige, the jewelry is gone, the Super Bowl ring is gone, gone. Cocaine, alcohol, all drugs. Took it away from me. I am a Jimi Hendrix fan. I took too much acid. I really did. You know, if somebody took two, I took six. I haven't had a drink or a drug since November the 8th, 1983. And I actually know what's going to happen if I drink. You know, the world's going to be an unsafe place, you know. 
And you think about ISIS, how about Hollywood Henderson smoking crack again? 